This week, we'll talk about recruiting data engineers. And we have a special Nicholas, Nicola. So Nicola is a technical recruiter who is hiring for a wide variety of engineering and AI roles. He worked for many years as an in-house recruiter for companies like Retail. So welcome, Nicola, to our event. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before we go into our main topic of recruiting data engineers, let's start with your background. Can you tell us about your career journey so far? Yeah, so in terms of um, education, so I've studied international business for uh, several years. Then I did a master's degree in HR. So, so that was broad uh, topic. Then I started my career in the tech industry. So, so I've been working for the tech industry uh, really like since the beginning. And so, yeah, so I first joined after graduation a company called Credio. So they are leaders in online digital advertising and personalized advertising. So yeah, so here I started as a, a sourcer to a recruiter. Yeah, and so I've been hiring for different kind of uh, roles. Most of them were like software engineering, and I had like a focus on anything I would say data. So really for my like, data analysts, data engineering, data science, machine learning engineering, and also uh, research scientists as well. And so I helped build the um, AI lab of this company, uh, which is kind of uh, pretty successful. So yeah, and since last year, so I've joined a, um, a company called uh, Onfido, as a British company. And so they do, basically they are in the field of uh, online identity verification. And here's the same uh, doing. So it's, yeah, both companies are very data and machine learning oriented uh, focus. And here I'm working and hiring in four different locations across Europe. Which countries? So, so we have the UK, and then we are hiring in France, Portugal, Netherlands, and Germany. Maybe more soon. Who knows? We'll know. Mm -hmm. You said you were hiring, so maybe it was for about criteria. So you said you were hiring research scientists, yeah. but now at uh, Onfido, so what kind of roles and levels do you recruit for? Yeah, so for now we are hiring for uh, mostly, I would say, intermediate to uh, senior levels, I would say, mostly. In terms of like profiles, uh, we literally have like a bit of like everything. So yeah, so I do hire like backend, frontend, I do DevOps, and I do security engineering, I do research. I also um, work on the uh, data analytics piece. So you're going to have BI analytics, data engineering, yeah, and also hiring for machine learning engineering. So yeah, so yeah, basically I'm just hiring for like everything for like software. I'm, I'm not really working for uh, like products, for example, roles at the moment, but I can help if needed. And you, you mentioned that you are looking for candidates in four countries, the UK, mm -hmm. France, Portugal, and Germany. And I'm wondering how different it is, the candidates that mm -hmm. you can find in these countries and processes, like, uh, is it the same or did you see any differences in these countries? So this is more about like the, the market really that, I mean, like the UK and London was, I would say, I mean, like more than 10 years ago, like the place for like tech, uh, then Berlin grew a lot, uh, Paris as well. Also, I would say like, uh, like the Netherlands, but you do have like some countries where you have like a more lively, let's say, tech scene, I would say. Uh, yeah. 
Portugal is um, is also like uh, doing uh, pretty well uh, since the, the last years. For me, that's I would say like the difference is more like the number of tech companies that you have. We could observe a difference really like like five ten years ago. Yeah, now it's less different. I would say. Yeah, I imagine in uh, London when you hire, you need to compete with all the big names, all the big tech companies, right? But in Berlin, it's mostly you compete with startups. Right, and then maybe this is a bit inflated your strategy. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it depends because like companies are like hiring across like different countries. Yeah. Uh, like you have like less and less borders, I would say, especially like in Europe. So in the end, for example, when you do uh, hire within the EU, you know, uh, whether you are like hire in France, for example, or in Germany, it's not only like Berlin. So you can hire like someone who's like like anywhere basically in um, in the country. Competition is. You have like more and more uh, companies, uh, more and more um, like high demand jobs as well. So oh yeah, so now it tends to be like I would say borderless recruitment. Okay, yeah, quite interesting. So actually, the reason I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and invited to this podcast is because we had a different podcast episode. It was about hiring data professionals, and we talked to Alicia, who was a guest here, but we mostly talked about data scientists. Mm-hmm. And then some people reached out to me saying, hey, that was a cool episode, but we want to hear more about data engineers. So here we go. We talk about hiring data engineers, but we, I also wanted to ask you, so you are recruiting for a wide uh, range of positions. Okay. Also ML engineers, data scientists, or data analysts, data engineers. So in your opinion, what is the main difference between hiring data scientists and data engineers? So I would say that there's two different things. Then it's you have like a kind of like a ratio between like like tech and business. Um, I would say. So yeah, I would say like in terms of skills. After you know, it, it really depends because in data science, you have like data analysts who call themselves data scientists and vice versa. So uh, yeah, yeah, for me, like a data scientist, I would say like who will, for example, work on like feature engineering, etc. So yeah, you don't have like the same ratio between like tech and uh, business in terms of skills. The other thing is really that you have this, we've seen in the last like at least five, six years, like very big hype on data science. So we've seen, it was like one of the hardest jobs. We've seen like plenty of like, what's the, like the more like high demand job in the market. So the difference, I would say, is that for data science role, yeah, basically, I just I have like plenty of applications because yeah, it's you have like this hype. For data engineering, it's less the case. Uh, to me, it starts to be hype. Yeah, but to me, this is also like something that is in the natural order of things, really, because when you had like companies who massively hired like data scientists in the last years, and now that and like some of them kind of like realize that. Yeah, maybe it's, it could be like a good idea to have like engineers that will deal with the data and data pipelines and all these parts. So to me, this is really like in the natural order of things. The other thing really is that we also have seen lots of, I would say, universities and engineering school providing like data science specific, like training and diplomas, which is not well, not at the same level, I would say, like nowadays. So I'm not sure there's that many, I would say, 
purely data engineering, like bachelor degrees or master degrees. I mean, like not yet. If it follows the same trend as data scientists, this should happen like pretty soon. So yeah, so for me, that's, I would say like the, the main two difference. One is like much, much more, you know, uh, hype than the other one. So yeah, and because, yeah, we don't have like necessarily like a formal training for being a data engineer. I'm sure it's going to happen, you know, but uh, yeah, have to be a bit uh, patient. Yeah, I think data science was quite, how to say, romantized or like it was like, this is the perfect job where all you do is do machine learning. Yeah, this is a job of the century, you know, and like like machine learning, AI, etc. And yeah, but like in the end, like if you don't have data and if it's not well, I would say like organized and you don't take, you know, like a good care of like the pipelines and the data. Because I mean, like data is kind of the, it's the key, you know, for data science. So if it's mm-hmm. so that's why, you know, they just ask like, oh, yeah, we need professional to handle this box. Yes. <laughs> so. To summarize what I heard from you, so the first thing is that there is this balance between technology and business. So you see more business in data science roles compared to data engineering roles. And then the second thing, data science is pretty much still hyped. So you see mm-hmm. a lot more applications for data science roles. Yeah, While exactly. for data engineering positions, so uh, the moment you open, you receive less applications. So there are less competition, right, in data engineering. Mm-hmm. And maybe people, they... Like candidates that they know a bit less about data engineering than like data science as well. Because as you said, you know, like you have like all this storytelling and, you know, like this kind of like communication and, and especially like some companies that say like, oh yeah, we're doing like, we're doing like machine learning, we're doing AI. And in the end, it's just like some like if and else, you know, and <laughs> not like really like uh, very advanced models. So you also had this kind of like marketing things that's kind of same for schools you know in universities so like yeah we have a brand new data science degree they kind of like played with this have you observed the spike of interest in data engineering roles recently i'm judging from the blog posts i see on the internet for a year maybe a bit longer i've seen posts on like hacker news and in general on Reddit, mm-hmm. on the internet on social media that like you don't need data scientists you need data engineers so People, companies, uh, they realize that data engineers are actually needed. They are mm-hmm. in demand. And more people this way learned about this role. So have you seen a spike of interest in data engineering roles for you? Yeah, definitely. We've seen like more and more content by like people who are like sharing about like what they're doing. A trend, I would say, that's like the big tech companies, I would say like, like started because yeah, basically when I said I like the bit like you have like all the fan companies where they were one of the first you know, to process a huge amount of data and be able to like process a lot of them and to analyze a lot of data as well. And in parallel, we've seen that there, there were more and more tools that were available, I would say, in the market, open source ones or like proprietary ones that just were like helping as well, you know, to process more, to analyze more. So these definitely also like helped, I would say. Then you have like all like the cloud computing parts and you have like the like Hadoop ecosystem. So we we seen this. And so we continue to have like more and more tools as well to automate 
I mean, like before the technology is like progressing a lot, it seems. And, and even like the data engineering job is changing as well, because before you were doing like a lot of things, I would say like manually, but I would say like from a certain amount of data, or if you have like very complex data. So that's why you have like all this ecosystem, you know, who are very, I would say like used a lot. Also, there's, you also have like a change of, I would say like some work, you know, and some, uh, some jobs as well. So yeah, well, you have like more automation and more optimization as well in terms of uh, process. I'm wondering as a recruiter who recruits for data engineering roles and in general for technical roles, how much of this stuff do you need to know? You seem to know quite a lot already because we're talking already about quite technical topics with you. Yeah. So do you need to know things like what is ETL, what is, I don't know, cloud computing, what mm -hmm. is Spark, what is Flink? What is Python? What is, uh, you mentioned like that it's not AI, it's a bunch of if then, yeah. <laughs> if else statements. Like as a recruiter, how much of this do you actually need to know to be successful? Yeah, okay. So first I will say it depends on, on the recruiter. Like I'm passionate about like technology and each time I'm talking with uh, like someone or engineer and I have like some stuff I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, just always ask uh, why. So I'm just also like curious by nature. But I would say the, for me, it's important to know the the concepts. So yeah, so for example, it helps really to reduce, I would say, the number of candidates you're going to send to a like hiring manager without the relevant experience. So for example, I know what's computing. I know, I would say, the big picture, how it works, I would say, but more on the high level, you know, like ask me exactly like the in your details, et cetera. I don't know because this is not my job. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but to understand, to have the, the big picture, it helps me really to spot like very quickly if someone experience is relevant for the job, for the project. So yeah, yeah. it also helps me, for example, when I do receive uh, some resumes, for example, and I say, oh, I'm not sure this candidate would fit or match in this part of or this role or this part of our tech organization, but this candidate might be interesting for another. So I would say, yes, it's better. And uh, yeah, also you have some uh, credibility as well, you know, because I imagine if you're like an engineer and you talk to a recruiter who doesn't know like anything, like even not like the basics, I would say. So you also have this image, you know, and credibility mm -hmm. that is also an importance in my opinion. So in your opinion, what are the main difficulties? What are the main challenges of hiring data engineers? As I was mentioning before, there's, there's no, I would say, formal diplomas. So if you're looking for someone like, uh, who is senior, generally, you're going to have candidates and engineers who are coming from, I would say, software engineering or BI from like some other roles. Yeah. So I, I've seen some engineers, some of them coming from like data science and they realized after a couple of years, you know, uh, say like, oh yeah, actually I, I like the, the data piece, you know, more than like the rest. So I would say that's one of the challenge. I mean, I think it's also like the second one would is it's pretty classic because this is a market, but it's, it's very high demand. Yeah. The thing that is, I would say bits. Yeah, you have like a lot of uh, jobs as well who are close 
to data engineering, but that are not data engineering in the sense of what data engineering are working on right now. So sometimes you can have like someone that who is like very senior, but like hasn't say like worked on, I would say the classic data engineering problems that you can have. For me, that, that's, I would say the, the difficulty. So you really have to um, see and understand what the candidate is doing and what they want to do, you know, uh, like in the future. That's the main difficulty, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that you get a bunch of applications or you reach out to a bunch of people mm -hmm. who are not only, who do not maybe yet have title of data engineer in their thinking. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's like a data yeah. scientist, a BI engineer, software engineer. And it seems like they are doing something relevant, but you need to find out if this is actually relevant, right? So if they're already, I imagine a lot of software engineers mm -hmm. already are building data pipelines. They just don't know that they are doing data engineering, right? Yeah, exactly. And if, if we can, I mean, like there's, you can do like a parallel with like data science as well. So you have people who are, as a title, it's like data science, but they are only like doing like R or MATLAB, or for example, you're like R and SQL. That's one of the reasons. So yeah, so I would say the job title also is, I'd say it's important, but the most important thing really is what you are doing on the job and the kind of project you are working on. Because as you said, you know, I, I've seen some uh, people with like software engineering title and they've been working on like, like Hadoop and like a combo of like Hadoop, Spark, Scala stuff. Um, and so like, yeah, it's, it's, it is software engineering, but you could have called uh, yourself a, a data engineer. It's the same, you know, that's if you're, you have like some people who call themselves like BI engineer, but they are doing data engineering. So hopefully, you know, we like, the more we're going to talk about data engineering, the more training, the more blog posts, etc. I do hope that people will realize that, oh, but in the end, I'm doing data engineering. So I think there's a bit of branding to make, I would say. And do you think there are a lot of differences between hiring junior data engineers, middle-level data engineers, and senior data engineers as, as a recruiter? Yes, so definitely. So junior engineers, they are very, like I would say, task-oriented. So when you start working as a data engineer, you know, you're going to answer to the team. So they will say, okay, we have this project and this task, you know, and you're going to do it. When you move to uh, someone who's, let's say, like an intermediate level, so they are not only, I would say, task-oriented, but they are more proactive in the sense that yeah, at this level, they have like a pretty good understanding of programming. They're able to make design decisions. They can manage some project and um, ambiguity, you know, when you have like some complexification and some complex things. So, so in the end, they start to work, I would say, they start taking, sorry, on, um, on, on their own projects. Yeah, it really also depends on the size of the company you work for, the type of the company you work for. They might have a some focus on designing new products or to improve some some like system flows, for example. But uh, yeah, but yeah. And for for senior, when you're like a senior data engineer, of course you have like the skills. Okay, so you you should have like the, you have the technical expertise. But this, with I would say the number of years of experience, you have basically you you're able to manage a 
bunch of projects. So you have like better reflex, for example, and not what to do depending on this case, you know, on this technical uh, like situation. So yeah, basically it's just like with the multiplication of the trial and the error you made. So like, oh yeah, I remember I've did that pretty good. Or like here, you know, like I've did that pretty poorly, you know. So you have the this spot. And of course, to finish, you have the influence. So influence on, I would say, the technical decision, influence on also like the way of doing things, and the influence on the, I would say, the less senior data engineer. So this is also like a grow also in the um, influence zone, I would say. For you, like when you actually recruit them, when you they go through the recruitment process, and I imagine at the beginning they have a call with you, the recruiter, mm-hmm. call with the recruiter, the initial, the first stage of the interview. I imagine that for each of these levels, you would have a different approach, right? So if juniors are more task-oriented, then maybe you would just ask about the things they did, the, um, like, I don't know, technologies they know. Mm -hmm. Maybe for intermediate level, you maybe would ask about cases when they showed this practiveness you talked about when they made a design decision, right? And then Mm -hmm. for senior, you would ask them how they showed this influence you talked about, right? Is it correct? Yeah, so the, the goal really is like on a recruitment process, you have like a framework. Okay, so the process is the same, I would say, but of course, you do not expect the same whether you're like a junior or a senior uh, engineer. I would say for junior candidates, yes. So, what I've seen in general in terms of recruitment process, you have, let's say, three big uh, let's say you have like different steps. Of course, you always have like a in- intro call with a recruiter. Here, it's more about getting to to know each other. You know, so like what are you working on right now? What the company I recruit for is is doing, etc. Then usually depends on companies, but you have a first discussion with someone from the data engineering team. So yeah, so here it's more about to more talk. I would say a bit more in details on the candidate's current project. And after you have this mix of technical interviews, where generally you have like a, I would say, coding interview. That of course coding interview where it's you know it's data oriented uh, here, and the the last one is generally like a bit more I would say practical analytical I would say uh, exercise. But uh, yeah, for example, when if you start as a as a junior data engineer and you talk to someone like with the hiring manager, for example. Something that is like important is also to to care about the business because data engineers you talk with different kind of like stakeholders and you also have to understand I would say like the the, the business yeah so that that's one of the I think of course the more senior you are for example you would be able on any technical like question or, or discussion to be able to say why would you do it this way and not that way what would be the drawbacks you know and what would be the benefits to to be able to explain the different trade-offs also trade-offs also in terms of i would say time money you know performance as well so yeah so the more senior you are and the more you tackle all these problems and you can say oh for this kind of uh, problem i would go for this solution and explain why why this solution but also to say, okay, this solution might work, but you might have some like drawbacks and some bottlenecks. And so you have to be aware 
of all this. Of course, it is not something that you can necessarily ask for someone who is, I would say, who just started the job. The goal is to multiply, I would say, the technical challenge you know that you you found during your career, and the more you just tackle them, and the best you will have reflex on like, oh yeah, I already has a similar problem. Now I know what to do. So yeah. So basically, what we do expect from junior, intermediate, senior has to reflect, I would say, on what we ask. I would say during the recruitment process. So you have like a very you have a parallel, I would say, between the two. There is a related question. So we talked about different levels. We're talking about people who are switching to data engineering. Mm-hmm. And what do you look for in these people? So I think you mentioned one thing. So for people who are just starting their career in data engineering, so they need to care about the business, do some research about the domain of the company that uh, they interview for, right? Are there other things you look for in these uh, candidates who are just uh, getting started in data engineering? Yeah, so several things. It helps a lot if you have done uh, internships, for example. So that's a good way to start. Now also you have, I would say, you start to have a lot of online trainings, uh, whether it's on a, on some like different technologies, you know, on some like, I would say the basic uh, like data engineering use cases. Uh, yeah, so this is first like a good start. For a junior candidate, I would say on technical skills, I don't miss any need someone who's going to put on their resume, you know, like 40 or 50, you know, like different skills. I prefer to have like a reduced number of technologies and tools that you used, but that you really used. And yeah, you can just say like, if someone asks you, an interview asks you a question about this or this tool, like, yeah, you should be able to answer. So basically from, on, the, on the resume, for data engineering, of course, you have like SQL, uh, Python. So to me, this is like, I would say like the bare minimum. And also like, yeah, in terms of projects, if I put myself in the shoes of a, of a candidate, it's really important to do a balance, for example, on whether it's like your resume or LinkedIn, to have like the right balance between no details, you know, and too much information. Okay. So yeah, because recruiters are kind of like lazy. Okay. So we like, you know, to read quickly, to go like straight to the point. So yeah, so I do check projects, whether it's like internship or project that you've done um, on your own. So yeah, and also the thing that is important is like, if you've done like an internship, whether it's like a startup or like a, a bigger company, like, yeah, what kind of problems and what kind of data you've been dealing with as well. Yeah, in general, I would say, except some companies, but the data engineering problems look very similar. The exception is when you have a massive amount of data. So here it complicates things. Okay. So it's, it's a bit more specific. So for example, uh, if you go like to like uh, companies like Credo, for example, like the amount of data is like huge. So here it was like pretty specific. Uh, yeah, but here, for example, like um, on Fino, we have like less data, but the core data, I would say, privacy and security in general is at the core of the, you know, of the data. So if there's anything I would say like specific as well, that's the main thing that I'm looking at. Uh, generally, I, I don't pay that much attention to the title. Maybe I'm one of the, uh, yes. I would say be precise, you know, and to have like some details and say like, okay, the company is doing this. I've worked on 
this project, I've used this tool, that was the problem, you know, and this was the outcome. Yeah, so speaking of titles, so you just said, you just mentioned that you don't uh, really care about titles, but Im I imagine that right now, many data scientists, many software engineers, BI engineers, data analysts, they see this interest in data engineering roles, mm -hmm. uh, they see this demand for data engineering roles, and they want to switch, right? And then for these people who already have experience, maybe several years of experience, maybe even more than five years of experience working in IT in these roles, so they are not starting really from scratch, like compared to, let's say, somebody fresh out of university. So do you think they should also apply for junior positions? Like, let's say somebody who works as a data scientist, or maybe they should go directly to like just a usual intermediate or I don't know, senior data engineer. No, so if you are someone who is, let's say, if you have like a lot of years of experience as I would say like backend, food stack or like PI engineering. Yeah, no, I think you can target, I would say, not sure like a junior role, to me, the, the thing that is very important is like when you apply as well is to see how's the team, okay? Because it happens, you know, once you start, you know, and you just start in a company, have like 10 years experience, but not necessarily related to like data engineering. And then you'll be like the one handling all of the data piece here might be like complicated, you know, but most companies, I would say, I would say like when you have like startups and not, not the ones with like particularly huge like, amount of data or privacy, I was like saying the projects uh, and the way data engineering is done doesn't change that much. It seems, yeah, you got to start, I would say somewhere, but I would say the, the first thing is really go and see, you know, on, and check on, on the internet. Also, like, how do we handle, I would say, these cases and this kind of uh, projects to start having your own uh, reflex as well. So like, oh, yeah, for this kind of problem, I've already tried. Uh, I've seen some tutorials and videos. I saw that uh, you have a webinar coming, I think, in May. Hopefully, it will be useful to you for, uh, mm -hmm. to get like, uh, more insights. But yeah, no, I would say just go, I would say, for data engineering. Three things you have to keep in mind. Now, data engineering, it's Python, mostly, I would say. So if you get yourself into Python, if you're like a coder, more of a coder, also just check on like SQL. You can see on like different like tools that are kind of, you know, so, yeah, so you kind of have like a Tableau, Looker, and all those things. And also care about the business as well. Because data engineering is not only like, oh yeah, I'm just like coding and doing like some like tech stuff, but you're going to talk with data analysts and you're going to talk with like BI people, analytics, etc. because you kind of like serve, I would say, more the business. So yeah, that, that would be like my advice, uh, SQL, Python, the basics of data engineering, and also like care about the business because you have an impact as a data engineer on the business because after, you know, the data are used by data scientists, business analysts, uh, can be sales. So you have to always have in your mind that these people will um, you know, uh, rely on you, basically. And how important uh, for data engineers to know tools like you know, cloud, like AWS, uh, Google Cloud uh, platform and others? Mm -hmm. 
Is it? I think you probably most of the jobs, at least from what I see in Berlin, most of the jobs require that to some extent, or at least within the term, this no. also what you see? To me, this, the companies I've worked uh, for, we were mostly like tech like agnostic. So for example, like for cloud, if the company is using GCP and you only know like AWS, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you just know how cloud computing works. And I think that's that's the most important thing, you know? Yeah. And it's the same for, you know, like if you use uh, like Looker and not Tableau, okay, it's, it's different, but you have like some stuff that are similar, you know, as well. So for me, you don't have to know all of the technologies. You have to understand how they are used and why. Then you have just like a bunch of difference with like different feature that's, that they have. So for me, it's not like really important. But of course, if you, if you say on your resume, oh yeah, I'm an expert with like, like Tableau and I know Tableau. Yeah, you should be able that, okay, maybe the interviewer is going to ask you a specific question about Tableau. So just like, don't pretend you're like an expert, you know, and you've used like, like all the tools, et cetera. Because yeah, I mean, I, no one's like a superhuman. Or at least, you know, you, you just like hide it, you know? So for me, no, not that important. But yeah, if you have used similar ones and that you really used and you have like knowledge about, this is the most important thing, really. Mm -hmm. And then the question goes on is how important it is to know infrastructure tools? And then by this, I think they mean tools like Kubernetes or setting up mm -hmm. different databases, like, I don't know, like whatever we use for data pipelines, like these tools, like, I don't know, Kubernetes, Terraform, yeah. and things like this. Is it something you also look for in candidates or this is maybe secondary? Mm. It really depends on your organization. So here, for example, like Montfino, we do have DevOps engineers and they are like specifically working on, I would say, the cloud platform, you know, and they and say, um, and if, of course, you join a smaller company like data engineer, you know, if you don't have DevOps, for example, data engineers might have a, I would say, a broader scope. Yeah. So I would say if you're targeting, I would say, mid-sized to large companies. I'm sure this is like very uh, important to know, at least to be aware of like what it is and what is it used for. That's the principle, the, the main thing, uh, really, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, generally now organization, they, most of the organization, they, they have uh, DevOps folks who are working with this, you know. Then after it really depends on the, the synergy, I would say, between like how DevOps and data engineering are working together. So yeah, so here it also depends on the companies. It's actually not different for OLX, the company where I work, because we do have DevOps. Uh, we don't call them DevOps, but there are people who take care of the platform stuff. So then it's easier for us data scientists, data engineers, everyone to actually just yeah. use these things. Yeah, and, and now, I mean, it's great because you also have uh, machine learning apps, for example, while like the DevOps YML and we have seen as well some kind of splits because in some organization you have data engineers, but you have like BI engineers and analytics engineers. So it depends really also on the organization because in some organization, you're just called like a data engineer and doing a bit of like the three. So also it depends on the companies and how they split and organize themselves really. Yeah, another question. What would you recommend to job applicants that job applicants do before talking to a recruiter or a hiring manager? Okay, I'm going to repeat myself again, but I care about the business. Also, like as a recruiter, so I hate, I would say, 
I always plan intro call with candidates, whether they applied or if I reach out to them, I just ask, you know, like, okay, so it's, I never call by surprise. So first I've seen this and it's honestly, this is really bad, but that's, yeah. I've talked to someone who had like absolutely like no clue about what the company was doing. So how to prepare? See and check, you know, on the business and the product. Of course, the goal is you don't have to know perfectly about like the business or the products. Okay. But at least to like understand, okay, what's the problem that the company is trying to solve? After, if you have like any specific questions about the product or the business, or the, the recruiter will be here to give you like more details and more insights. Like personally, I also like ask also like the kind of the same questions each time. So I already ask, how did they heard about the company? You know, so if they heard about the company before, if yes, like how, if no, how, you know, uh, same. And yeah, this is also useful for, I would say, data engineering uh, process, but to be able to explain the project you worked on, okay, and like currently or like in the past, but being able to explain it to, let's say, a non-technical person. Okay, so yeah, so maybe I, I might be like a bit more technical some, than some uh, like recruiters. Yeah, but that's also something that is very important to train. So just to train, talking a bit more about, about yourself, you know, about like, this is what I've done. This is the project I, I've worked on. This was the challenge. And also say like, why did you apply? Like, or if it was a reach out, why are we talking right now? So if you have any specific career exploration, you know, um, things that you want to learn. So yes, this is important to share. There's, generally, there's no like very technical uh, discussion with a recruiter. It's, it's pretty high level, but some candidates might be not that comfortable talking about themselves, what they've done, you know, and what they would like to do. Yeah, I've done this mistake of not preparing well to interviews. So this uh, strategy of just praying and praying, so mm-hmm. this is what I did like a couple of years ago. So I would just go to LinkedIn and other websites. I would just apply to everything. Yeah. <laughs> standard cover letter, the same CV. And then, of course, some recruiters were answering me. And then I had a call with one of the recruiters. Yeah. And they told me like the first thing, okay, tell us what do you know about us? Yeah, exactly. So I, I always ask this question. <laughs> you know, I always ask this question. I always ask, like, what do you know about the company? Just tell me everything that you know. And if there's something that is like, like not true, needs to be, then I will complete and give you like more details. Because also like if yeah. you, especially as a data engineer, but if you apply to a company where the business or the product looks particularly interesting to you, that this is a huge plus, you know, because when you're going to start talking with a data engineer manager, for example, and you say like, oh yeah, I've used your product, or I think the product is pretty, is pretty cool, etc. It shows that you do care about the business. I mean, generally speaking, it's, it's positive, but. Yeah, it's a positive thing, definitely. So uh, the end of that story wasn't very positive because I asked, okay, can you <laughs> remind me your name again? Like the name of the company. So that was already like a bad yeah. thing. And then <laughs> after she told me the name, I thought, uh, sorry, I don't remember what you actually do. And then of course, needless to say, they didn't call me and they didn't write yeah. back after that interview. So, and that for me, the lesson was, okay, maybe instead yeah. of, you know, just <laughs> 
applying to everything I see. Maybe I should take a little bit of time. I don't know, actually check it. Yeah, and, and really like target really like the companies that looks uh, interesting, whether it's like the business or the product or like the kind of data. So are you like, um, I don't know, seeking for like a company where you have a like big amounts of data or if it's like more, okay, like less amount of data, but more, I would say, uh, like privacy oriented, for example, you know, if you want to deal with like data from like uh, healthcare, e-commerce, financial. So yeah, if you have like any specific interest in like one of the domain, you know, you can also uh, help, you know, uh, target, you know, yeah. But also it's thing that can, that can help as well is to network. So you have like all the community. So go and listen to people, whether they're like data engineering, read articles, and then you're going to forge your own opinion on like, oh yeah, these kind of problems, super interesting. Yeah. And then you target the right companies. What would you say about people uh, without a formal computer science degree? Would you hire somebody without this formal degree, mm -hmm. but with a set of data engineering projects? Yeah, so I'm going to be like very clear. I don't care if you have a diploma or not, as long as you have the skills, okay, and and the experience. So yeah, as long as you as you learned, I've hired some of the self-taught engineers, and I remember I think it was like a couple of years ago, my first company, I've hired so, so someone had a I would say like a more generalist engineering degree, and studied as a data analyst and this person realized that, oh, she got interested in more like the data piece and she kind of like trained herself. So yeah. So if you have like a diploma or like a formal education that is not exactly outside like on computer like science, that's one of the things that I found like really cool about like computer science and tech in general is that generally you're not that focused on oh yeah, this person didn't graduate from this or this university, or oh, they just have a bachelor. So yeah, I mean, like, you're like in high demand. If you have like the skills, you show to everyone that you've learned and you keep learning. That's also something very important. Just keep learning. See if you have like, if you spot like any trends, any new tools to be like aware, because you, you can be stuck in like old technologies that you use like 10 years ago, for example, because like, yeah. Computer science is going fast. And so, yeah, so there's always like new stuff. The degrees, that doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, just be aware of like, like what's the trend, I would say, you know, uh, in the market on the technology side okay. and follow that train. Yeah, for me personally, the only institution that was interested in my degree was the foreign authority in Germany. So because yeah. like to get a work permit, to get a visa, um, there are some requirements. Right? Mm -hmm foreigners need to pass in order to get the work permit, right? Mm. And that was the only time I needed actually my degree. Right now. Nobody else cared about that. Yeah, but, but for me, I mean, I, I've never been like a fan of, you know, like, oh yeah, like senior is like five years experience in this or this technology on, on this, on this role. No, because I mean, you can have like a very senior person with like three years experience, you know, so number of years of experience doesn't matter. Um, the formal education doesn't matter to me as well. The, the only thing I'm going to focus is skills, experience, and let's say like the project you've been uh, working on. You know, like if you I don't know I have a diploma like in uh, finance, like back in the days. I don't read that. I just look at the like, let's say in the last five years. You know, like what you've done, 
And yeah, and if it's interesting, okay, then we'll talk. So that's why, you know, like when you have like a resume, give some details, not too much, you know, but give, you know, like straight to the point. So you mentioned projects like 10 times by now. Do you maybe remember some of the projects that really stood out that you thought, wow, cool, like this candidate is definitely passing the my screen into the next step? Yeah, so for example, if you uh, kind of project that technical, uh, you know, yeah, enough. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, like if you say that, okay, I've been hired this startup and I was like one of the first data engineer and we started to, I would say, work on, I would say, like building the first like pipelines. Or I've learned, I, for example, we've built a certain data pipeline or data set for a very specific need or business need, for example, or some like, oh yeah, you know, like with GDPR, for example, we had to remodel and change the system workflow. Or for example, uh, oh yeah, we have we are dealing with like private data. So I had to put in place some uh, data deletion systems, for example. This is some stuff that are pretty cool, you know, uh, in the end. Okay, so it's not about portfolio. It's not about public GitHub profile with all the projects it's more about what are the projects you can talk about to your recruiter and explain mm -hmm. it concisely uh, in a way that any non-technical person would understand yeah. what the project is about right so it's more about having these stories prepared for the interview mm -hmm. rather than a polished github profile do you actually look at the github profiles of candidates so yeah i would say when candidates uh, share the link yeah yeah i have a quick look I do believe that my colleagues on the data engineering side, I think they definitely have a look. You want your like an engineer. Yeah. But it's, it's the same. There's no obligation to share anything. You, you just share what you want to share. And I mean, like not everyone has, for example, a passion for like, you know, wants to spend like all their weekend for like open source or doing like on their own projects as well. You know, so pe people have lives, you know, and so you also have to find the right balance. But in the end, it's the same for a resume. So anything that you think is worth sharing, please share. That's the only thing you know. So if you say that, okay, I'm not a data engineer yet, but I've done like this online certification, I've done this one, etc. Uh, yeah, I've done this kind of like online degree, for example, and I worked on this project. So yeah, as long as you're after able to talk about it and go into the details to someone from engineering, put that in your resume. You know, mm -hmm. but you should be able to talk about it in the details because sometimes it happens to like, oh yeah, I've worked on uh, this project. And when the uh, interviewer just tip dive a bit, they just say like, oh yeah, but no, in the end, uh, you know, there were like four people doing this and, and the candidates just touch about like this part of the project. Yeah, there is a question from Dan. So the question is about switching from one industry to another. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, do you actually look at the industry where the candidate works in or all you care mostly is like, okay, this person is already a data engineer or knows some data engineering. And then only after that, you look at the industry where they work. Yeah. No, I'm not specifically looking for someone who's specifically looking in uh, one industry or the other. Some industry can be a, a bit more, I would say, interesting for example so if you're like in if you're like working on like some like regulated companies for example you like might have bank, had, right? yeah so yeah banks or like or like trading platforms etc or if you're dealing with 
let's say like private data. So if you're like in the healthcare insurance, yeah, for example, this can be like a specific set of uh, skills. I would say more like domain, I would say knowledge that can be like interesting, but yeah, but otherwise, no, I just look for the projects, I would say, unless it's very specific. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we have time for more questions. There are still seven questions. Apologies. Yeah. I think we partly covered some of them. So not maybe word for word, but I think like yeah. maybe half no, of No, but if, if there's like any other question, there's, I've shared like uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, so mm -hmm. you can send me um, any questions. For more, I would say, I would advise two. So I think one was it, but you have like a Alicia, uh, you know, podcast as well. So she shared a lot of very good advice for like more about like the resume and how to search a job, et cetera. So, yeah. So you should have a, a listen to the events and the webinar next month also, uh, if you really want to deep dive more on the, um, the technical side on like actually how I'm, I'm doing it in terms of skills should be uh, useful. You see, I've done a bit, uh, some uh, trailer for the webinar. Yeah. So thanks a lot for doing that. Yeah. Because I, I kind of feel that I'm in between, you know, in terms of like the, the thing that, uh, that I've said. So if you listen to like Alicia for like more on the HR and side and Jeff, I think. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. So it's more about like, uh, concrete. So yeah. So I would say like with the three of us, mm -hmm. I hope it would help you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, Nicola. That was amazing. Thanks, everyone, for listening to me. Yeah, for everyone who is going to have Easter holidays, enjoy your holidays. And yeah, it was nice talking to you. And thanks, yeah. everyone, for tuning in, for asking questions. That was uh, amazing. And yeah, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. Bye.